Good morning, everybody. Good to have you here on a Monday morning. I'm ready for the week to be over already. This is The Lead Live. I'm Lewis Hamastoy here on a Monday morning in Kerrville. Let's give you right to the start. Running a little bit late this morning. The Lead Live is brought to you by Pint and Plow Brewery. Thank you to Pint and Plow. And Texas Hill Country Advisors. They'll be on tonight at 6 here on The Lead. K-Pub, safe, reliable, and yours. Our good friends over at Peterson Health. We'll talk about them in a minute. And Kerr County Abstract and Title Company. All right. There it is. Have some coffee with us this morning. we got a great bunch of shows all week long. Looking forward to it. I had a long night last night. Air travel in America is completely screwed up. And since the Republicans are here, I'll just blame it on Joe Biden because that's that's all there. That's all. It's always his fault. Um, it's always good. To, like when you look at when you look at things, they like, can always blame the president for something. They always get the blame for it. I remember driving on the two ten freeway in, in Los Angeles and Pasadena. It was always awful. And it's like, that's Obama's fault. And so you could do that for any president. That's Reagan's fault. That's Bush's fault. Whatever you want, you can make it. You can blame him for something. All right, everybody. Well, listen, here's the deal. Uh, welcome to the show this morning. Um, I'm a little bit groggy. My wife went to San Diego over the weekend. My son, our son, is uh, in, the U- in the U.S. Navy. And he is getting ready to ship out to go to Japan for three years. So she went to go see her little boy. So, and then, of course, because this is 2022, COVID, craziness, airlines, uh, her flight did not get back to Austin until 11.45. And so that's when you realize that Austin is not really that convenient. Because you think to, you look at you look at San Antonio from an airline perspective, you're like, ah, it's, why is it so expensive? Why is the flight only at 6 o'clock in the morning? Good Lord. And then... You go, oh, well, Austin, it's so it's not only like another extra hour. It's not that bad until they delay and delay and delay and delay the flights and stuff. And so we got home at 2 o'clock in the morning. So uh, there you go. So I'm up and ready to go. I'm, 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 I'm somewhat – I have some caffeine. I'm feeling good this morning. Yesterday, if you love football, oh, my God, it was unbelievable. The NFL put on a show all weekend that was hard to even imagine how good it was. And uh, it was it was just remarkable. The Patriots or Patriots, they're gone. They're out. Um, the Tom Brady's out because he he lost to the Rams, who came back and they won in the last second. And then the Chiefs and Bills was just stupid. I mean, it was just one one big play after another in the last like three minutes of the game. I mean, I I don't even care. I don't I don't even care about those two teams, but. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, I mean, it's just like they're ridiculous. They are ridiculous. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is like a wizard, and uh, Josh Allen is like unstoppable. I mean, it's just – and then you have Joe Burrow is going to play for Cincinnati. He's going to be playing uh, at Kansas City here um, in the AFC Championship game. And I'm telling you what, that's going to be a heck of a game too. Don't, don't, Don't sleep on the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Same thing with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, so there you go. So the NFL, every game was close. Three of the four were decided by last-second field goals. I mean, all four games were walk-offs. Uh, and in the last three minutes of, of, I mean, I was just like, oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I can't believe he's going to – they're going to give him 13 seconds. They're going to give him a home 13 seconds. Turn up, boom. Now, a lot of you were complaining about how that the, you don't like the NFL overtime rules, which, it, I mean, they're better than they used to be. Remember they used to be terrible? They used to be like, okay, you go into the coin toss, and then we're going to kick a 50-yard field goal game over. They, they finally got rid of that part of it, so you have, to, you have to actually score a touchdown now. But then the problem is in a game like that where the, the defenses are gassed, it's not really fair to Buffalo to come back and, and you know, try to stop Buffalo. Because Kansas City couldn't do it either. They had Tyron Matthew in the, in the uh, Honey Badger in the back in, in the in the defensive secondary. But what a game! Holy smokes! The NFL was just ridiculous. I told you all season long. I don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl. So like right now, I'm I wouldn't be surprised to see Cincinnati and, and the 49ers in the Super Bowl again. That'd be the third time they've been in the Super Bowl. It hasn't always worked out very well for uh, for Cincinnati in that situation, but we'll see. Um. Yeah, it was just it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I got news and notes from stuff. The biggest story over the weekend here locally, at least from my perspective and what I do, what I do, is uh, Bank of America is closing their branch here in in uh, Kerrville, and they're going to do it in May. Uh, and there's a couple things to think about with this too. It's like, well, one, you know, I mean, I don't think about Bank of America ever. I mean, is it is it is it declining? Is it declining business, or is it the fact that basically now they you don't need to go into the bank? Um, and that's one of the big questions out there: is that the banking model is it is it is it still good, or is it is it broken? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question at this point. Um, and that's where we're that's where we're at with this. Um, so Bank of America's gonna close that branch here. It's right across the street, actually, from where we're at now. It's on Main Street, uh, and it'll be closing in May. Uh, it, but people were like talking about, well, what, what, are, what am I supposed to go? And we're going to go to Bernie. So, but I mean, a lot of people now they don't even use a bank. You know, uh, I've told this story before. Like w- we use Citibank, which doesn't have a single branch in 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 Texas. And I would be glad to get rid of Citibank in a minute because they're god awful. But I'm 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 only half the party in that uh, in that decision making process. So, um, but you know, one of these local banks will probably pick up some business because of it as well. Banking's a weird business in the first place because it's it lends itself to automation. I mean, how many of you folks out there have Zelle and you know the Cash App stuff? We I mean, can send money like everywhere. You can do banking everywhere. It's kind of crazy. So um, that that was the biggest story we had all weekend long, and by far. But here's the crazy thing about this, though, right? This is what I love about social media, right? Is that that story reached twenty two thousand people? Only six hundred and fifty like bothered to click through to actually read the story, which was free. You don't have to pay anything. You know, there's no offers on or anything. That was free. It's 2.9% of you actually click through to read the facts. Unbelievable. Uh, all right. Uh, what else do I have? Um, well, let's see. The, D, the Texas Department of State Health Services, is, which is clinically always late and weirdly wrong about COVID, they, were, they, they had their updates. They had three, we had three deaths for COVID, um, none of them at Peterson. So Peterson hasn't had a death since November. Um, that probably will end here at some point, unfortunately. Um, so this is where we're at with this thing. So DSHS says there's 150 people who have died from COVID. I'm just going to tell you right now that number is way off. It's 200 and 
215 probably now, I think, in that range. It's between 210 and 215 because they don't count the uh, they don't count the deaths in the nursing homes. They don't count the deaths at the state hospital. They don't count the deaths at the VA hospital. They don't count the deaths um, um, at any of those facilities. And they don't count Peterson's deaths. And Peterson hasn't, they haven't counted Peterson's death in a year. And that's like 30 more people too. So it, that number, when you look at 150, which the county puts out there all the time, oh, it's permanent residents. We don't know that. We don't know that. Why is it because they live in a nursing home, it means they're not a permanent resident. You could have grandma that could live down the street for 400 years. They put her in a nursing home. You don't know that she's not a pr- permanent res- resident. Anyway, that's my whole beef with the with the county. And no one wants to hear about it. So I told that to Peterson the other day. They haven't counted your deaths in months. So um, the two deaths happened. Uh, actually, one happened on the 18th and one happened on the 17th. I think there's seven deaths now in January from, from COVID-19. Uh, okay, uh, a couple other ones, too. Uh, so yesterday, you know, as I mentioned, I drove from here to Austin. And... I, 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 driving at night, I've decided that I don't want to take the back ways anymore because it's just, you know, there's just too many critters. There's too many critters like to run out in the front of the road. I mean, you could get them on the 10, but there's just too many critters. And, and driving through Fredericksburg on a Sunday night when you have, you know, drunken bachelorettes, you know, driving down 290 or whatever it is, or 281, I don't want to deal with that either. So um, I drove the 35. And. What's interesting about that is that, you know, I've said this before, between Austin and San Antonio, it's just one big, it's like one big strip mall, you know, it's like it touches each other. And it's one strip mall after another. Like there's like 35 targets on that side of the freeway. And then you've got into, um, you get into some of the other things, but there was lots of car lots there. And those car lots are empty. I mean, we're talking like Honda, Toyota, Hyundai. There was a Kia dealership, looked like it had gone out of business, but they had like seven cars in the front. Um, so the supply chain issue continues to be a problem, you know, and that, a lot of it has to do with microchips and things like that. Um, so there's, it's just interesting to see, like, there's just no vehicles available. Uh, so if you came to Kerrville, you know, like, it's weird now that, like, uh, the Ford dealership here, uh, Ken Stoble, I mean, they got cars actually for the first time in a while, but you like, wonder, like, is this going to be the permanent look? Some people have said to me that it is going to be the permanent look, but it just looks weird. Like these big cars, there's a Hyundai dealership that's gigantic that's on the, uh, I guess maybe it's insurers or one of those places. And anyway, it it looks dinky. I mean, and it's a huge lot. There's probably, if there's 25 cars in a lot, I'd be stunned. Uh, Mark Cuban has created a new low-cost drug company. Meanwhile, Elon Musk is going to uh, plant uh, chips in people's brains to help them with neural issues. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, look, if, the, if, if, the, if you put the chip in my brain now and I can drive the car and take a nap, I'm okay with that. But otherwise, leave your leave your thing away from me. Um, in today's edition of the Lead Live, we break down some of the things. There's a lot of stuff going on this week. It's uh, it's January is weirdly quiet for events and stuff. But it, there is the Renaissance Fair this week, which I thought was pretty good uh, when I went to it last year. That was a pretty good little little deal. Um, the Kerr County Commissioners Court is meeting currently, which is always interesting. One of the things on the agenda is they're going to give. They want to uh, Don Harris now decide he wants to give back the money to the to feds. Uh, the $10 million in the ARPA funds. And honestly, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical that'll pass. I can see him and Harley blue voting for that to to give the money back. I can't see the judge giving that money back ever. And I went back and I reread the, uh, the, the requirements for it. Uh, the only mandate that's in there, I mean, I'm not kidding you. I'm not making this up. The only mandate that's in there really is that one, you encourage people to wear seatbelts. 
And two, you encourage people not to text while driving. Those are the two mandates that are actually in the document. I'm not kidding. Look it up. Um, so this idea that, and here's the thing, right? $10 million, uh, which could fix that horrific ag barn. Have you guys been in the ag barn lately? It's awful. There's like crap falling off the ceilings, and it's just a mess. Uh, and so, yeah, we, 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 that's what the judge wants to use the money for. And then the, the floor uh, in, the, in the rodeo barn thing is gross. So they need to get rid of all that stuff, and he thinks he can spend the money on that. And then they have to replace their radio system because Kerbal's going to replace their radio system as well, and that's going to be another – you know, between the county and the, st- and the city, that's like an $8 million purchase uh, to put these new radios in. Because if you have a major incident here, right, you know, you can't they, – they, they can't talk to each other. That's a problem. So, you know, Larry's got his little special operations group, right? But if he has a problem, he can't talk to Kerrville. And we saw that. Well, we saw, we've seen that already. We saw that with the incident over at the airport where the, the, the drag race happened, where Kerrville has one channel, essentially. So they need to replace that. That's the top priority. Um, the winter storm sort of talked out to everybody. So that money right there is boom. It's, it's in the document. You have to be a next-level idiot, right? to screw up this money, to give it, to, to make the feds come down and take the money from you. And when have they ever taken money back from a city? Never or a county. Never. Right? What are you going to do? Are you going to give back the money for the transportation? Like, if Interstate 10 is screwed up, who's going to pay for that? Say, Texas? No. The federal, federal the transportation administration is going to pay for that. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. Well, that's that's going to be a mess. Um, uh, let me see here. Uh, Gil Salinas is going to give a... a presentation what's going on with the Kerr Economic Development Corporation. Uh, it, you, you may have watched last week, we had a fascinating conversation with the mayors, Kerr well, Mayor Bill Blackburn, and then we also had uh, Mayor Steve Bakken from Bismarck, North Dakota, about some of the things that they're working on with Kerrville, and it was really interesting, and so part of that was Gil Salinas kind of kind of shepherding that whole idea. Um, and then speaking of the Hill Country Youth Event Center, they're going to talk about how it performed uh, coming out of COVID. So, you know, COVID was a disaster for the uh, Hill Country Youth Event Center outside of it being an important emergency facility. But it's bounced back. And I don't know, how many, how many, how many times have we been to uh, a buffet type, you know, or a catered meal there, you know, for an event? Like four or five. I mean, I think I've been there four or five times over the last, like, it seems like the last five months. Every month there's some kind of ball or gala going on over there. So it, that's what it shows. The numbers show that the – the events for big, big events is really high right now, so that's that's good. Uh, when it comes back to COVID again, there are the question now is: Have we hit a peak on this Omicron stuff? And the 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 key metric here, you know, this thing is highly infectious. Obviously, uh, everyone's going to get it. It's just one matter of time now. But is it going to put you in the hospital? And we were trending trending up and up and up and up and up incrementally though. But yesterday they reported the first kind of decline in hospitalizations, which that was a bit of good news. Um, I don't know if it's going to stay, you know, maybe that's just a weekend thing, but that was, you know, knock on wood because you don't want to get a situation where, you know, like where you have 15 or 16,000 people who are hospitalized with this thing. Because if you look at the numbers, right, I mean, this is the year, this is the time when you have people who are already in the hospital already. And this is a problem. So there you go. Uh, we talked uh, at length with uh, uh, Bob Reeves about the election uh, coming up, 
and uh, all the new rules that are going to come in place. And and a lot of counties in Texas are getting this thing like, oh, you, know, you need to audit your results, you need to do all this stuff. He's like, I don't have those kind of complaints at all. But he did say this. He said that if you're going to do a mail-in ballot, which for over people over 65, that's an option, obviously, um, you need to make sure you use both forms of ID. Um, and I put a graphic out there to show you this. So on the right-hand side of the application, there is there is a – let me just make this full screen so you can see it. Um, okay, there it is. Um, make this a little bit larger for you guys. Um, so if you fill out this graphic – or look at fill this thing out. <clears throat> on the right side, gives you the thing for the driver's license or your last four digits of your Social Security card. Uh, Bob Reeves recommends filling out both of those because the question gets down to is like – what did you use to register to vote? Did you use your, your social security card number, your Texas ID number, or did you use your driver's license number? And if you don't answer that question correctly, they they will reject the ballot. Now, it's a correctable mistake, right? You've heard some of these, like, fan, these, the, the, oh, my gosh, you know, it's, 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 you're not going to be able to vote. No, that's not true. Okay, you can correct it. Now, the question in some places is, is that are, are they – are they doing this? You know, are they telling people? And it seems like they're telling people, like, hey, your ballot got rejected. You may want to look at it again. Um, so follow through. But the, but Bob Reese said to be better safe than sorry. You fill out both your driver's license number on the top part, and then you do your 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 four digit last four digits of your social security number as well, and that'll solve the problem. So there you go. The full interview with Bob is available online. It is not behind the paywall, so you can go ahead and read that as well uh so there there you go um schreiner basketball had had a big weekend the men lost on saturday which was tough they lost to st thomas on saturday and then the women won both their games so the women are still kind of in the hunt um well they're they're gonna they're gonna probably finish third if everything goes the way they plan they're not gonna be trinity again probably but things happen so it was fun a fun weekend as well but uh Anyway, that was what we were there. And then we also have uh, four things we learned from Kevin Pillow, who is the owner of Wild Birds Unlimited. So if you're into birds, uh, you want to read this. He talks a lot about why he came to Kerrville. And specifically, he came to Kerrville for birds. That's why they chose to come here 18 years ago. They thought, he said, this has got the best migratory patterns for birds um, out there. And he was, uh, he was very, very adamant about that. So there we go. There we go. All right, listen, here's the deal, folks. We've got Republicans here. And they are fired up. They are ready to go. And I just realized the cameras are screwed up. So, so bear with me for a second. I'm going to fix the cameras real quick so we can get everything, everything, everyone gets everyone in focus. Hold on. Watch out. Watch out. Here we go. Okay. I'm Sally Thiel, and I'm the president of Republican Women of Kirk County. And I am Suzanne Geschwind. I am the campaign activities chair for this year. Off camera is Crystal Smith. Smith. And Crystal Smith, uh, she owns and operates the uh, great and powerful uh, Billy Jeans, uh, which is one of my favorite places to eat in Kerrville. And I really wanted to pro probe her about, you know, things. So she, she was the one to set this whole thing up, and she says, oh, I own Billy Jeans. I'm like, okay, Billy Jeans. The best thing of Billy Jeans to me is that uh, little steak uh, the little, the little uh, skillet steak and uh, sitting outside having sweet tea. Because Billy Jean's has got excellent service. They really do. And it's, it's every, every town, I think in America, has a restaurant kind of like Billy Jean's where you can get, kind of get comfort food. And it's a comforting place to go. 
So, and they have really good desserts that I can't eat, which makes me really <laughs> mad. Because, you know, you walk into that place, and this is the point, too. Like, are you guys like this way? You can answer honestly. Now, Sally, you run, right? You're a runner, right? Um, I do Camp Gladiator. You do Camp Gladiator. Oh, so you're like you're like CrossFit. You, you, you do, you Not do com- CrossFit. You do combat we, type stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. We work out outside. Yeah, but you've. I think on your. I think I. Look, I think I creeped on your Facebook photo. There's like a, you running a race somewhere. That was part of Camp Gladiator game. Oh, right. So so what does the Camp Gladiator games do? It's it's, it's awful. It, Is it? Uh, <laughs> way to sell it. Way to sell it. <laughs> Nobody wants to do it. Um, the biggest problem was they don't have a category for um, 60 and above. So yeah. we had to compete with 50-year-olds. And did, you, did you do okay? No. Really? <laughs> no. See, at least you're honest. a 50-year-old, no. Right. Okay, the question is, and, and uh, say, say your last name again for me. Geschwind. Geschwind. And there's no vowel there. No, no. Right. I thought Crystal was crazy when she sent me that thing. <laughs> I, I kept look, I looked on the something. website. I couldn't find it. I was like, Geschwind. Geschwind. When I spell it, I just say, just listen. Because <laughs> everyone's looking for that vowel. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I thought. But it, it's Geschwind. Uh, okay, so here's the question. Uh, now that we're all adults here, do you have dessert first? Or have you ever, ever, you ever cheated and had dessert first? Sure. Right. What, <laughs> no. See? No? Really? <laughs> No? My mother would never allow that. See, your mother's still talking to you, right? <laughs> she she is. Uh, isn't <laughs> you that funny? You can have two cookies after school, you know. Right. No. Um, my mother used to tell us, because we were kind of like those latchkey kids in the 80s, she was like, you know, if you, as long as you have like a piece of, like if you have a chocolate piece of chocolate cake while I'm not looking in the morning, just make sure you have a glass of milk with it for crying out loud. Good it was good, so yeah, it's great. That's why I probably have diabetes. So thanks, mom. <laughs> um, but when I go into B- to Billy Jean's, which has, um, which is in competition, by the way, uh, that's my next story. Is that the, my next thing will be the great, the great sign competition of of Kerr County, because you have Billy Jean's, you got the state hospital. Uh, there's a vet. They all they all battle for the best <laughs> uh, sign up there, yeah. and so um, it's very clever. Although Pete Calderon, I think, over there at the State Hospital is pretty formidable. So he's got some pretty good, pretty good lines there. Um, okay. We're going to talk about the uh, Republican, Republican women of Kerr County. Now, here's the deal. Uh, my question is, and I'm one of these folks that uh, I, do, I've not, I have not identified with a political party in many, many years, uh, which is the trend in America now. Um, it, that's the majority of people now, if you look at it. The party affiliations uh, are... Um, roughly equal, about 30% each, uh, depending on the, the time of year. Uh, even in Texas, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, Texas is sort of an outlier that there's not that big independent base. Uh, it's more party affiliation, but even then it's still pretty, pretty there. My question is, in this time of polarization, what, what, why are these parties relevant? I'm, I, I get so frustrated with both of them, you know, that I, I just want them to go away sometimes. But why are they relevant? Who wants to answer that question right off the bat? Oh, wow. <laughs> I think they're really relevant um, because they have something they stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have our guiding principles, and um, it helps you decide, you know, what you believe in or to confirm what you believe in. And it also gives an organizing force to help candidates um, to win office, right? Because um, that's our job, yeah. is to help people get elected for office. We're 
a pack. Right. You guys are a pack, and you made it very clear uh, on Friday. They had a great uh, meeting on Friday where they had, uh, I think you, I think I heard you say 110. I was gonna, I was gonna say yeah, it was easily 100, 100 people for sure because it was packed in there. Uh, Larry Letha spoke. Uh, Jason Waldrop, uh, Captain Jason Waldrop spoke uh, about some of the enforcement issues that were there. A lot of candidates were there uh, as well. Uh, so, but you guys made it clear like we're not endorsing anybody, you know. We're, we'll let you talk, but we're not. We'll once you're once you're through the primary, then then right. we can do that, right? Is that how it works for you guys? Yes, we can't um, endorse as individuals. We can work for a candidate, mm-hmm. knock on doors, right. phone calls, um, support them with money. But um, once and the, and the president can't do it at all, right? Nor can uh, right. Suzanne. Mm-hmm. And then once someone is elected as a Republican ca- Republican candidate, then we can do everything. We right. can give money. Support them, endorse them, everything. Um, you know, as far as bringing in new members, I mean, this obviously is a very conservative county. Uh, about seventy-five percent of the people vote for Republicans. How has membership been? Is, is it held steady? Where are you at with uh, membership as far as your group goes? Um, we, I think, because of COVID and a few other things, we kind of went down in membership the last couple of years. Yeah. But um, this year already, we have over 100 members. Right. And so that's a really good start. Does it ebb and flow about uh, who's, like, in charge? Like, so when you have, like, a Republican as president, you might see less. Or then, you, or if you see a Democrat who's in, in charge, you might see more. Is that how that works? Um. I think in election years, yeah. we have more members than right. we do because uh, everybody's out there, you know, ready to take it on. Right. So it's probably more during those times. Right. So this year is an election year, so everybody wants to get Everyone's going to be involved, right. Um, so part of the jo- job, though, which is really important as well, though, is that you're going to have candidate forums. Um, we have some significant races going on here in Kerr County. The biggest one, obviously, is for the Kerr County Commissioner's Court. Uh, precinct two, um, which I think is the most consequential election locally, outside of the the bond the bond elections. Um, obviously, city council and and the mayor's race will be big. Those are nonpartisan races in Kerrville, uh, but this is a, 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 a partisan race. Um, the Republican will win the will win the seat because there's no challenger in there. But the primary is going to be gigantic. And precinct two. Uh, you know, had controversy attached to it when Tom Moser resigned or retired. Uh, Judge Rob Kelly says, "I'm not going to, I'm not going to appoint one of you guys is running. It has to be someone that's not going to run because I don't want to give them an advantage," which I think was sort of a wise decision. Beck Gibson ended up working out, um, but this is a really important race. When is the, when is the, are you going to do a form for the precinct two? Yes, we okay. have that planned for uh, February fifteenth. Okay. And um, when will that? Uh, so all, all there's there's four candidates now. I, th- I think uh, one of them dropped out, John Sheffield. Yes. Um, so uh, you've got uh, Sonia Hooten, you've got Rich Paces, uh, Stan Kavinka. They've all been on the show. We can read the interviews that we've done with them as right as well. And then uh, Jack Pratt, who has been mysteriously absent from any kind of conversation. I don't know why. But uh, when will that? So be February. February fifteenth. Fifteenth. Okay. Uh, St. Peter's Episcopal. Tucker okay. Hall. Tucker Hall. The other community gathering spot in this in this town. Um, what kind of? I, I would suspect you'll have a pretty good tr- turnout for that event. We're hoping so, and we're also going to have the two uh, candidates for district clerk. Okay, right. That forum as well. Right. That's uh, Frank Galvan and I can't remember the opponent's name off the top of my head. Uh, Lance. Her name is. 
Uh, I, yeah, I'll look it up here. Yeah. Give me a minute. I'll look it up. Um, and then, but your first one, though, will be for the state uh, races. So you've got uh, District 53, which is Andy Murr's the incumbent in there. He's being challenged by Wes Verdell. Uh, what, what else was going on in that uh, particular uh, event? Uh, also, the candidates for uh, Don Buckingham seat. Oh, right. Yeah, there's three. She's she's running for Texas Land Commissioner now. That is that that's still 20. What, what is the what is the number on that one? What is the district on that? 24. 24. 23. 21. 21 is the 20. congressional district. 24 is. 24 is the, the is the Senate, Senate district, district, right? Yeah. So Buckingham is 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 exiting out of this because um, she actually doesn't even live in the district anymore. Um, so she's running for Texas Land Commissioner. So you've got three candidates running for that as well. Um, and when, so when will that be? That's at the YO, right? That's at the YO, and that is on February 7th. And the doors open to the public at, at 5.30, and the event starts at 6. And that should be a good one, too. And then you also have um, – and who's going to moderate those? Uh, Carrie Potter okay. is moderating on the 7th. And um, Frank Henneke? Yes. Fred Henneke. Fred Henneke. Oh, that'll be good. That'll be very For measured. Yeah, Fred's been on the show before. Um, what do you? Why is this important? What do you expect to accomplish with this? And what kind of what kind of feedback do you get from these having these forums? What 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 is the? Give me the overall point of these. I think a lot of people are looking to get some of these candidates on the record on how they feel on some issues that affect us exactly here in Kerrville, right? Uh, as well as the state. But I think a lot of us want to really know locally how some of these decisions come down and right. make sure that the candidates have our best interest in mind obvious reasons right and um you know that's one of the things too that's interesting is that um I've, i saw that when i had all three the three of the four on this uh, on this show you know some are really focused on local precinct two is, is a, ma a matter of fact is very very local um but like in the race for the the state seats I mean, there's a lot of this last legislative session. There's a lot of consequential, you know, whether you like it or not. There's a lot of consequential legislation came out of that. And Andy Murr was kind of in the conversation, to, but Don Buckingham was in the conversation as well. They're, they were both perceived as leaders uh, in their in their representative caucuses. So, so you know, that's kind of interesting to see like this impact that we have here in the Hill Country. This is a very important area for Texas. Yes. So. It is. Um, so, Sally, how how did you get involved with this group? Let's go. Let's just start with that. Some some background here. Okay, let me say something yeah. first. Um, this is also co-sponsored by the Republican Party of okay. Kerr County. Okay. Don't want to leave them out because right. they've been our good partners here. I would so, hope so. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't always done them together. Right. So um, this year, that was one of my goals: is to work really closely with the um, Kerr County Republican Party um, and some of the other groups because we have. A lot of Republican groups in Kirk County. Right. So what is it like ten? I mean, it's like I, I, I got them mixed up one time, and I was like, um, actually, I, I got them mixed up, and I, and I can blame it on Alan West. He's like, I'm going to speak of this group, and I took his word for it, and it was some other group, and everyone was mad, and so uh, yes. let me just give you. Here's the rundown. Let me make this large again, so give you guys everyone can see this. This is this is on the ballot for the March first primary. So uh, the primary will be March first uh, for for that, and then. The municipal elections May seventh, and then I think the primary runoff elections are May twenty fourth. Don't correct, don't hold me to that t completely. I think that's I think that's right. But uh, all right, so we have uh, Chip Roy running. Um, he's he's got four contestants now. 
this will be interesting because, uh, and I don't, you guys don't have to comment on that because you, you really can't, but um, Chip Roy is being primaried because he voted not to, uh, he voted to basically certify the election uh, of, of Joe Biden. Uh, so that ran afoul of Trump. Um, and so we'll see. I don't expect him to, to lose that race. This is the one that you people have to pay attention to. Okay. In the governor's race, there is a ton of, of candidates running in the Republican primary. Rick Perry, who's first on the ballot, is not Rick Perry. Okay. <laughs> not that Rick Perry. Not that Rick Perry. Um, and so, so it's Rick Perry, Alan West, Paul Ballou, Don Huffings, who you see, his, you see his billboards all over Texas. Mm-hmm. And I always think to myself, okay, well, if you're going to get rid of property taxes, how are you going to pay for stuff? But anyway, Danny Harrison, Katie Horn, Candy Horn, Greg Abbott, and Chad Prather is the guy who talks to himself in the car. Um, so those are the guys that are out there running for stuff. And then Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick um, is running for re-election. He's got like six candidates. Um, the only race I think I'm telling you right now that's uh, as far as the Republicans go that I can't predict uh, will be the Attorney General's race because you have Gilmer is running in that race, George P. Bush is running in that race, Eva Guzman, who's probably the best qualified candidate, quite frankly, and the one that's least likely to go to jail. But that's another story altogether. Uh, and Glenn Hagar is running for the public accounts. Anyway, this is the rest of this stuff. All right. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Down to the good stuff. All right. Senate District uh, 24. You got it. Lamar Lewis, Pete Flores, Paul Reyes. Uh, Pete Flores is a former, is he, is he a former state senator or a former representative? He's been in, he's been around for before, I think, if I remember correctly. He filled the seat. Yeah. I think. I think so. I think you're right. Uh, if we don't know this, Tawny Fontaine Jenner, who's in the comments, will probably tell us who that was. Um, we also have then Andy Murray and Wesley Vertel running as well. So if you go on here, um, oh, it's Don Lantz is running against uh, Francisco Frank Galvin. Okay, and yep. uh, But there's a lot of uncontested races. But the big one, as I said before, is Precinct 2. So there you go. Um, the, the, the conversation that we had on Friday, though, uh, you know, Larry Letha came out. He talked a lot about things. He talked a lot about some of the challenges that he's facing. Wh- what was that meeting like for you guys? Kind of sit there. And, I mean, I thought it was a great. I thought it was really. There was a lot of news out of that meeting. I thought, you know, I did too. I mean, he he had some <clears throat> real interesting things I'd never thought about, um, such as when he took over. There was only one computer. Um, that was crazy. I didn't I know. Re- no. it, it was like wow. So he's really worked hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he was so um, thankful they couldn't order the dicky uh, striped pants anymore yeah. because they want he wanted to go to the new uniform. So right. just some some of the everyday challenges that he had taken over. I thought that was real interesting. And then um, his deputy talking about the the border mm-hmm. and some of the activities there and what impact it's had on Kerr County. Right. Yeah, because they keep arresting guys who drive through here, you know, and unfortunately they're really bad drivers. So they usually catch them from from that as well. Um, And I think he said they're being proactive rather than waiting for them to do something. Right. They're trying to gather information and go after them. Well, the idea, you know, I think it was interesting too, and I saw this when I went down to the border, you know, um, I went to Del Rio mm, September, I think, uh, and I went down there and I checked it out. It was the day when the Haitians showed up, you know, um, and I mean, like DPS is like 
I mean, I mean, it's no joke. I mean, there are literally hundreds of DPS officers down there at the border uh, in Del Rio. They take over whole, whole hotels and things like that. So uh, that takes away some of the resources um, that 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 they have to patrol Interstate 10 and some of these other areas, a lot of these back roads. So it's a real it's a real challenge. And the other point too, and I I remember this very vividly, is that. Where I grew up in Southern California, we had a situation where the Border Patrol chased these guys, and they ran into a school, essentially, and they killed a bunch of people, and, oh, wow. you know, it was a car crash, you know, in front of a high school. So it is really dangerous. These guys don't stop. You know, they don't stop for police. That's their, that's their mantra. So that was interesting to say as yeah. well. Um, as a group, though, like when the sheriff comes and advocates for that, is there anything you can do with to help him? Is there, Or do you guys have to... Kind of stay neutral on that one too. Um, as far as donations yeah. and things of right. that sort, um, I don't think we've we have in the past. Most of our money goes directly to candidates. To candidates we have right. things like Caring for America, which are projects that we do to help in the community. Right. And you know, perhaps that's something we can do is take on one of the things that he needs right within the sheriff's office yeah because he he, he kind of gave a long list of things that you know like i i get this and i get this and it's and, and you know it's really kind of important okay so we get through the the uh, the primary season then what's next what are the next big events for for this club other than the the, the really nice lunch and the membership meeting uh at end of the hills we also have a um Wine to Win coming up okay. at Joy and Marie and Me okay. on the 24th of February. What is that? What's going on with that? Um, just inviting people in the community to come, particularly women, right. um, to meet us and to recruit some new members. Right. Um, we're going to try and have fun and do some socials throughout the year to get women together, talk about politics, right. um, join our club. One of the things that's interesting, and I will say this, is that, you know, you, you know women are increasingly running for races, but um, this county, uh, last year, or two years, I guess it was last year, in the primary, voted, the Republican side, voted for a man over two qualified women candidate, female candidates, um, who was not a, a real candidate. He was, he, was, he was a joke, essentially. But 40% of the voters voted for him. Um, this was in the school board race, oh, um, yes. and the guy was not serious. And essentially, though, he he zapped the money that it, it forced the Republican candidate to spend a lot more money on her campaign than she needed to to beat him in the primary, um, which she did. But I mean, how do we educate voters about some of these? You know, it's like the Rick Perry thing. You right. know. Right. You know, that's kind of a scary thing because he's not Rick Perry, you know, <laughs> but it's going to go on. That, that's how it's going to be on the ballot. Rick Perry, you know, it's everyone's first reaction, I think, until you look it up. <laughs> right. But how do you educate? How do you I mean, at what point do you educate? Do, do, you, do you take a stand when there's a candidate out there who might be problematic or, or do you just, just just bite the bullet and keep quiet? With that one, we did. Um, that was Lanny. And right. um, we did take a stand, and uh, we belong to also the Texas Federation of Republican Women. Right. And they also took a stand because he had been, I can't remember now, but I think censured or something by the Republican Party because he re 
misrepresented yeah. who he was. And well, he and won like so the Travis County. He was like the Travis County guy. He won, won their election and they kicked right. him out, you know, I mean, because he was just a goofball. That's right. They did yeah. kick him out. That's yeah. what it was. So that f because of that reason, we could make a statement about it and let yeah. people know. Right. Exactly. But doesn't it get well. frustrating though sometimes when you see that that reaction, you know, like, oh, well, why did he get that 40% of that vote? You know, I mean, my, my, my gut tells me because he's a man. And, and you know, there's there's a tremendously amount of qualified women out there who sometimes get looked over. Is that still a problem with uh, with voters, you think? I, I don't know. I don't know, but I think that's the value of some of these community forums that we're doing is it's a chance to mm. come out and get better informed. Yeah. But I think a lot of times people don't take the time they need to mm -hmm. to actually learn where the candidates stand I took on that one issues. yeah personally I took I took that one personally with that from my perspective as a journalist because we should have done a better job of you know of yeah. exposing that guy you know but it was like a school board race and like you know um, but Lanny Pop you know who was well qualified um, was a serious candidate had serious issues she wanted to cover you know, had to battle and battle and battle, and that's 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 what that's what drives me crazy sometimes with some of these things. I take that stuff very personally myself, but yeah, and um, we did try to educate, and and you know that's what block walking does. Yeah, um, is really educate. I mean, I did a lot of block walking for Chippewa that year, right. and lots of people who had never voted before. Yeah, came out, especially part of it was Trump. Right, but. Um, came out you know young kids who had never voted like in their mid-20s or right. whatever and had never voted before and were excited to get to go vote right um and you know i think i think there was a lot of enthusiasm i mean all the trump trains and all that everything that went on brought in a group of people who had not yep. voted much in the past right and i think that was well helpful and we as a, a block in kirk county we're very, it, it is a conservative county, and so it is huge for us to get out as many um, Republicans as we can. Right. Because, for example, it helped carry Chip Roy. Right. And, yeah, I mean, um, Chip Roy won his seat because he won the Hill Country, essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at you look at the early returns there. Um, Chip Roy was losing early because of you know the way that the, the district was drawn in in you know Austin and in San Antonio. Um, and then he came back, and he, and he won the, once the Hill Country returns came in, it was pretty clear that he was going to win the race. And Chip Roy's a pretty good guy. I mean, I mean, what else? What else? You know, can you say about him? You know, um, he he makes the occasional gap like all politicians do, but he walks around with a gigantic soda half the time. I mean, he's he's he's, he's comfortable with himself. <laughs> he so, is. Um, I mean, yeah, that's how you get him on the shows. You know, look, I'll have a forty-four ounce, you know, sweet tea or Dr Pepper for you. You'll be fine. Everything will be good. You know, we'll talk about Green stuff. Tea. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's a tea drinker more than anything. But he always has that gigantic cup. I don't know how. I, I don't know. I don't know how he's not stopping every five minutes to to use the bathroom. That's just me. Um, but you're going back to your question on women too. Yeah. I, I would like to see us and maybe within our organization really groom some women mm -hmm. to run for office because right. we need women. Right. There is a a, a mission. Uh, we talked about this a little bit. Uh, there's a mission among. Uh, the the GOP here to to really get after the local races. Rich Pace is one of the one of the one of the candidates mentioned that himself that it was kind of a calling. You know, like we need to get in here and do things um, uh, locally. Um, in the city council race uh, last year was heavily I thought heavily partisan. Uh, the one that got Roman Garcia elected, but 
is it's a that nonpartisan race? It's a nonpartisan <laughs> race, but it felt very partisan at times. There was it a lot of issues. But there's always issues out there that like have nothing to do with the s how the city council is governed. You know, it's just weird. It was weird to me. Like, okay, well that's that doesn't. They don't. They don't legislate that. They don't legislate this. You know, um, was there there? And then I, my understanding was there were some members, Republicans, who backed the challenger, backed the opponent. And was that was that was that a problem for you guys? Back to Democrats. Yeah. Yes, that is a problem, and that's in our bylaws now. That you cannot. I mean, it it was, but it's been more clarified that you cannot back a Democrat candidate if you're a member of our club. Why 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 is that necessary? Do you think? What was the reason for that exactly? I mean, so let's say you have the best qualified candidates running for city council or running for the mayor. But Blackburn, Bill Blackburn, who is a Democrat. Um, generally has won significant votes. I mean, clearly he got Republicans voting for him. But if someone if someone endorsed him who was part of your party and he's a Democrat, would he, they be asked to leave your party then or your group? Yes, because we um, support Republican candidates right. only. We don't but only, but in, even in a nonpartisan race, right? Right, but if they're a um, known Democrat and say they're right. Democrat, right. then it's a problem. Do you feel like that's like... Is that does that compound um, the division in our country, or is that does that make it does it make it does it clarify where you guys stand? How does that work? You I know, I think it's kind of fundamental that as the Republican women of Kerr County, we support Republicans. Mm -hmm. I mean, the divisiveness in society, I don't think, can be boiled down to us supporting Republicans. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, but, you know, it, 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 even at the local level, though, you may have people who you may disagree with politically on the national level. Uh, uh, there's, I mean, if you look at the numbers, there was a significant amount of Republicans who didn't vote for Trump, you know, even here in Kerr County. Uh, he underperformed, you know, versus previous presidents. He underperformed against John Cornyn. Um, so how does that how does that how does that you know work out exactly too? I mean, well, if you look at the platform of mm -hmm. the Republican Party, you cannot the Democrat Party is on the total opposite end of the we are pro life. Right. The Democrat Party is not. Um, we're pro small government. Right. The Democrat Party is not. So you either believe those things or you don't. And it's very hard to say, well, I'm going to rep a Republican, but I'm going to come out for somebody who's a Democrat who believes totally opposite right. than what we believe. So. Um, no, I think it's real important that that we stick to that and that we, if you're a Republican, you are and you support Republican candidates. So I struggle with that concept because I'm a pragmatist in a lot of ways, you know, and that's why I don't identify with parties because, you know, like, I'll tell people all the time, it's like, you know, mm, I'm okay with fracking, you know, uh, and people look at me like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. You know, what do you, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, because I know what the science looks like, you know, um, I'm okay with it. And I work. I, mean, I worked for an oil company, and I got money. I got paid very well by an oil company to to, to do that messaging. But what? But part of the re reason why I did that was because I believed in it. Um, you know, I'm very much you know for the death penalty. But there's other things there that you know, you know, uh, social. The, some of the social stuff is out there. You know, I, it's hard for me to define myself. You know, and I get people here all the time. They're like, "Well, you're just a leftist, you know, commie." You're like, "Well, yeah, I, I guess so." But I like I like oil. You know, I like my car to have oil. I'm not that big of a fan of Elon Musk, you know. Um, so, I mean, I think, it's that, I think that's one of the things that I, f I find challenging is that we're trying to pigeonhole everybody around these, these sort of party affiliations. Um, and it, it just gets to me like, like, well, shouldn't the best person win? You know, if they have 
maybe they have some flaw of thinking, but how do you how do you how do you resolve that? You know, I don't know, I don't know. But anyway, so the but the point is is that you guys though have clarified some of these issues. That you think that y your membership looked spectacularly strong on uh, on Friday. Uh, so I mean, obviously the future looks very bright though, and maybe because of that you know, some of those clarifications in your rules. Um, I think so, and um, I think everybody's excited about getting rid of Joe Biden. Right, and <laughs> right. They're all gonna work for that, and we're excited about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, 2022 will be a major, is a major deal. It is. Uh, because uh, you've got uh, anticipated control. Well, the way that the, the elections will probably work is you'll probably see the Republicans, it, it's pretty much been the way Every president's dealt with this actually for the last few years, is that um, uh, the the president will lose the House and possibly the Senate, um, which will create some interesting possibilities as well. Um, do you anticipate Trump will be the guy in twenty twenty four? I don't know. Really? What do you think? I, I, I Hard to say, huh? It is. I mean, DeSantis looks strong. Yeah. Trump isn't committing, so we don't know yet. Yeah. But one thing I do want to mention before I forget yeah. is that in order to vote in the primaries locally, everyone needs to be registered by January 31st. That's a good point. Thank you. Yes, good point. Yes. Um, if, you, if you're just coming on the show, too, that's a great point. So the primaries, the early voting starts on the 14th. Um, that's on Valentine's Day. Perfect time. Take your date down. Have, <laughs> get some coffee. You know, uh, enjoy the tailgating that goes on beforehand with all the candidates, you know. Um, so, um, yeah, so get there and get it there and vote early. Uh, and then, but make sure if you're voting by mail, as we talked about this before, that you're filling out, here's the deal, right? Now, I saw a lot of this freaking out stuff from my colleagues in the mainstream media. Oh, my God, they're, no, it's correctable. Bob Rees made it clear it's correctable. You may need to follow up on it, which is always a good policy to have, to follow up on this thing. And so make sure that you follow up on this uh, as well. But there's a, there's a form... You fill it out on the top right-hand side. There's a place for your driver's license. There's a place for your uh, uh, social security number as well. Make sure you get that filled out as well. Um, because if you're 65 and older, maybe you don't want to go down to the polls. Maybe you want to vote by, by mail. Um, one of the things about the Republican Party that's interesting, too, is like how do you – I noticed there was a pretty, you know, a pretty good mix of, of, of demographic ages between um, in, in this, in this uh, meeting on – on uh, Friday, do you feel pretty good about the future of of you know reaching out to younger women, getting them involved? We'd like to get more younger women. We yeah. are definitely an older group. Part of it, I, you know, I have a daughter, um, 34, and for her to come to a meeting and it's spend tough. a lot of time, yeah. it's it's difficult. Um, we wish they would at least join, and then we could kind of keep them informed about what's going on right. if they ever had time. They could participate in some activities. We're trying to do a few more social events like af after work hours because, of course, our luncheon is during work hours. So that was the idea b behind the wine social was yeah. maybe some younger people will come. And, you know, in Dallas, some of their uh, Republican women's clubs meet at wine bars. Right. And um, that's... That's not it. a bad way place to meet. Yeah, I know. Right. And they, and, you know, they have a... <coughs> that attracts them and it fits into their schedule. So, um, I think that's the problem for every 
like kind of service organization, um, no matter what, you know, it's it is it's hard to sometimes attract, you know, you know, uh, younger women, um, you know, because they're they're busy, they're working, they're doing stuff, raising kids, they're raising families, you right. know. So that's a hard one for a lot of them to do. It's like who watch my show, you know, people, <laughs> women fifty five and over are my number one demographic. So it's okay because they have a little bit of time to watch. Right. So there you go. Uh, okay. So. Again, the the candidate forums are when going February to Suzanne. February seventh, right? And it's the same that it will start at six o'clock. So February seventh is at the YO, and that is for the uh, state races. And then February fifteenth at St. Peter's Episcopal Church Tucker Hall, that is for the county precinct candidates and the district clerk. Okay, and that and and. Are you going to have, like, uh, how long are those, those going to last, do you think? About an hour each or? Hour and a half to two hours, yeah. probably. So good and conversation. And soliciting questions in advance right. so that we can think it through and not have any mayhem during the forum so we're not wasting anyone's time. Right. Um, and then, you know, then what's, what, what gives kind of the, what the outlook is for the rest of the year? You know, once the primaries are done and you have candidates and the, and the runoffs are done, then you can start campaigning for those candidates? Is yes, that right? mm -hmm. yes. And, and we'll train, um, you know, all the candidates have a phone app. Yeah. Sometimes the challenge for older people. Is <laughs> phone app? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I, I keep hearing that. I mean, I, there's a lot of savvy old people out there, you know. Well, well they are. But also, yeah. uh, so we're trying to do some training ahead of time so that people understand how to use them. Right. And there, there are different apps, but um, they're about the same. So if you learn on one, you can pick up the other one pretty easily. Right. So, yeah, then we'll just be door walking, um, phone calls, um, and raising money, trying to raise, raise money. money. You yeah. can come by the Republican headquarters anytime to get signs for right. your yard. Um, do you think you'll, we'll see uh, the big candidates show up here in Kerr County? Uh, will we see the governor? Uh, a governor race uh, people here? Uh, do, what do you guys think? I don't know. Did you? She's reaching out. Um, Crystal's in charge of our programs, right. and she's reaching out to some of them to see if we can't get them to. Right. Um, I guess it p depends on how confident they feel in their race and whether or not they think they'll need Kerr County. Well, well, I mean, the one thing that, that they show up here for, and I've wrote about this, written about this quite a bit, is that there's money here to ha be had. So it makes, well, makes sense to, to show up. I mean, um, I, would, I, would, I would be stunned if the governor doesn't show up here at some point, you know, uh, depending if he wins his primary race, which I think he probably will. Um, you know, I, I'd, be, I'd be stunned if he doesn't show up here in Kerr County to collect some checks, so. Probably so. Yeah. Um, who's the biggest speaker you've ever had at one of your groups? What, you, you know, who's the who's the most notable? Who's the most famous? Ted Cruz. You've had Ted, Ted Cruz before. We've right? had Ted Cruz. Um, Chip Roy, of Chip course. Roy. Chip Roy. He's a given. We know he's he, he'll he'll just be there. We know. <laughs> get him a get him a big soda. So yeah. right. That's probably Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember the Ted Cruz uh, one because it was it was at the YO, right? Right. Yeah. That was a fundraiser, actually, the um, Republic, Republican Party yeah. sponsored. I remember that because uh, a reporter who will not be named um, rode his bicycle to that event from the Daily Times. Uh, and I had to tell him, like, don't ever ride your bicycle to a Ted Cruz event again, crying <laughs> out loud. Put on a suit and tie. Look respectable. He's a senator for crying out loud. Drive your car over there. Please. Anyway, that's another story. It was another life. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, good stuff. All right. Uh, any final thoughts? Any final messages for our uh, audience out there? We just hope you'll come to our forums mm -hmm. because it does seem the same people go to some of them and yeah. we'd like to pull in people who don't normally because it's a really good way to see how people who are running for office react to questions they may not necessarily be comfortable with and can they react on their feet? What is their response to um, question the questions and how do they handle them? I think so. it's really important that you see that. And, I, yeah. and I'll tell you what, I remember one time, and, I, and it's not my job to necessarily coach that, but I remember Brenda Hughes, um, who was running for city council, and Brenda's just great. Um, and she came on my show the first time, and she was nervous like you wouldn't believe. She was just shaking like a leaf. Um, and since that time, because she's been on the show, she's in forums, her confidence level in public speaking has gone up uh, exponentially. You she's know. a Republican woman. Oh, yeah. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, not only is she great, but she's, she can, she's got, let me give you the, let me get a run on, on her. One, uh, uh, she's got, she makes really good cookies. Okay. This is a paid political announcement. This is a paid political <laughs> announcement. Uh, two, she's, she's got birds that'll take take your fingers off when they and, the, and they'll cuss at you while they're doing it. Um, her husband makes barbecue mm -hmm. and has large ovens to disappear you in if you well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> and then um, you know, and so what more can you ask for out of life? You know. And she's great at letting people know what's going on. Oh yeah. I follow her on Facebook, and she's always got things. She's always doing stuff. Right. You know, she's always busy. Like I mean, like if there's some kind of event, I have to always double check to make sure that she's not behind it, because right. she's always got something going on. Market days. Uh, we still want to do Manfest together. I mean, just so much stuff going on with her. But what's interesting though is, like I said, she was nervous beforehand, right? Um, and if she she came on my show a couple times, and she got I think she got more comfortable speaking. Um, and it's, I think it's important to see how people react because that's going to be their public persona, right. you know, in, uh, in the, in the deal. So, um, anyway, that's where we're at with this thing. So well, one more thing yeah. in, in addition to inviting everyone to the forums, we'd like to invite everyone to our next meeting, okay. exactly. February 18th and Chip Roy and his large iced tea will be there. Oh yes. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Chip Roy and his large iced tea. Well, but will it be from Billy Jeans though? That's the question. Yeah. I think he's a Starbucks guy, actually. Oh, come on now. <laughs> they're never open anymore. So, I mean, you know, they're always closed these days. Uh, Billy Jeans, though, is one of... Uh, Crystal, you're going to have to come back on at some point. All right, because I want to hear all about Billy Jeans, because Billy Jeans is one of my favorite places. Um, they do have the best fried okra. Do they really? <laughs> yes. Oh, man, that sounds really good. And I good. had a salmon salad, and it was wonderful. Yeah. So it's all good. Yeah, uh, it is really good. And like I said, if you are going to sit outside, uh, I mean, it's sometimes like, I, I was last time I ate there, it was beautiful, you know, and I said, I'm going to sit outside. And we went out and sat outside, and it was just fabulous, you know. And then, like, like everyone was like, oh, they're sitting outside. So we, we next thing you know, there was like, Half the restaurant was sitting outside because it was such a beautiful night that was out there. And you're high enough up, unlike Chili's, that the ducks or those, those two really mean geese <laughs> that are like down the road always, they can't come up and get your food. So <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Those geese are mean. They are like little mafiosa types. Uh, well, thanks for coming on. Um, here's what I want to do. I'm gonna, I want to have you guys come on again uh, at some point real soon. And, love to. And... Uh, once we're through the primaries, we'll talk more about uh, what's going on, and and uh, and uh, yeah, it'll be great. So, 
thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Thank now, you. so are, are you going to go to Camp Gladiator now and do do some work, or are you uh, are you I done with? I have to go home and do it since y'all interrupted uh. my <laughs> <laughs> my session right. this morning. My trainer right. wasn't happy with. I it, bet so not. Yeah, I have to go. We do visual uh, virtual too. Virtual, so. right. I'll go home and do a virtual. So do you have like a, sh a shield and a sword then? Yeah, <laughs> do you, is it like Wonder Woman type fighting, you know, like a whip or something? He, my husband and I. Yeah. <laughs> he does uh, it too. All right. So uh, Sally and uh, Suzanne, thank you so much for being here as well. Thank uh, you. All right. Tomorrow's show, uh, Margaret Raymond will be here uh, uh, with, uh, well, she'll be here. And um, we're going to also have some yoga tomorrow as well. Uh, and then Wednesday, I'm not sure what's going to happen on Wednesday. Thursday, uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about facials with uh, Delane Sigerman, and then on Friday, uh, the Buddy Holly Band, the new Buddy Holly Band, will be here on Friday, and uh, we'll we'll talk to those guys here on uh, as well. Um, so yeah, so tomorrow, Margaret Raymond, Sterling Stark, uh, we'll have yoga from I think it's Humbling Bloom, will be here, and uh, it'll be great. So enjoy the rest of your day, Commissioner's Court going on right now um and then at four o'clock eic meeting will be going on we'll be at those as well and tomorrow's city council meeting and I'm, my energy is already lagging from those so there you go all right everybody have a great rest of your day we'll see you guys again tomorrow take it easy Stones, no broken promises no busy tones just what it takes just make believe no one belongs to any